Today we're going to be discussing the Purim Spiel, or uh, as Ravad Yosef calls it in his tshuva, in Yechavadas, same tshuva that we were talking about uh, yesterday, was it yesterday? Um, when uh, he talks about questionable Purim Minhagim, so Ravad Yosef talks about, he calls it the Purim Rav, that apparently in many yeshivas there's a minhag, it's not just a Purim Spiel where it's a skit about something, but they have someone pretend to be the Rosh Yeshiva the whole time and he's the Purim Rav, he mocks the, uh, the Rosh Yeshiva or the Rebbeim of the Yeshiva. So there's a discussion in the Poskim about the propriety of such a minhag. It seems to be very widespread in Ashkenazi Yeshivas that this is done. The question is, should it be done? Um, and if so, how can it be done without violating major halachas? So first, before we question whether it uh, should or should not be done, the first thing you have to say is, well, what, what's there to gain? What's the positive that could come out of it? So the positive that comes out of it, it seems to me, would be the idea of Simchas Purim. That, uh, as we discussed yesterday, Simchas Purim seems to be fundamentally different than the Simcha that we have on other Yom Tovim, in that the Simcha we have on other Yom Tovim is more of a Simcha of Menuchas HaNefesh, a Simcha of relaxation, of being with Nehashchina. The Simcha of Purim is much more of a Simcha of levity and excitement. It's a different feel, it's a different mood, it's a different atmosphere. As we know intuitively from experiencing Purim in Jewish homes and Jewish communities growing up. That's the nature of Simchas Purim. Now anything that can help to contribute to that sense of Simcha, that sense of joy and funny and exciting and levity would be a positive in, in a certain sense. And that's why the, in that sense... Purim costumes are a positive, and a Purim spiel would seem to be a positive. However, we should keep in mind the Beralacha in Simitafrech Sadiheh, when he talks about drinking on Purim, even though the Shulchan Aruch says, The Beralacha says, but you got to be careful to make sure that you don't sacrifice any Kimeha mitzvos of the Yom as a result of your Purim celebration. So make sure you don't sacrifice Mariv, make sure you don't sacrifice Birchas Amazon, make sure you're able to do the mitzvahs properly. So certainly, if, he's, if he says that in regards to drinking, where it merely puts you in a position that it's not going to be as easy to do mitzvahs, certainly if you have a minhag that seems to be directly a violation of Averos, that would be a much bigger problem. The other possible uh, positive that might come out of a Purim Spiel is that it helps to create a sense of achdut, and unity in the yeshiva, a sense of, oddly enough, a Rebbe Talmud relationship sometimes is enhanced by the friendliness, I guess, of the, uh, of the Purim Spiel. Uh, so that's the, the second positive of the yeshiva experience that one has from, from, such a, uh, from such a skit. Now, what are the objections to it? That's going to be the bulk of this year. The objections that Rav Vadya raises, because Rav Vadya has a whole tshuva where he's against it. So Rav Vadya has all the makaros that he, he doesn't like. Uh, one objection, I'm not going to say it exactly the way Rav Vadya says it. I have a few, few other makaros also that I wanted to mention. One issue is Kavadam Bizayin of the Talmud Chacham. That if you make fun of the Rosh Yeshiva, so, uh, so it, would be, it could be a, a big pegam in the Kavod or a Bizayin to a Talmud Chacham. So I'm your Rebbe, so you don't have to worry about making fun of me, but uh, you have to worry about Rabbi Kamenetsky, etc. The Gemara Masechah Shabbos Tav Kufya test says that Yerushalayim was destroyed because of the Bizayin Tamil Chacham, uh, because people weren't mocked about the Bizayonos of Tamil Chachamim. But there is an exception, it seems. The Gemara Masechah's Kiddushin tells us, Tamil Chacham Shemachal Kvodo Kvodo Machal. He's allowed to be Mochel in his Kavod. Why? Torah Dilehu. It's his Torah to be Mochel the cover that he's due as a result of his knowledge of that Torah. So he has the right to be Mokhlan's cover. 
problem is the Rivash writes in the Chuvan, some in Reish Chav, that a Tamachachum can be Mokhlan is covered, he can't be Mokhlan is Bizayon. And what that would tell you in regards to the Purim Spiel is that while the Tamachachum may tell you, I'm Mokhlan Mikava, on my Kavod, you could do things that are not Kavodik, but things that are an outright and outright Bizayon, that are direct, clear, obvious Bizayon that you shouldn't do. Now, how do you draw the lines? That's tricky. That's all you have to be careful. But that's, that's part of. Um, that's that's part of what what the job of the whoever is overseeing it or whoever is uh, running it has to make sure that uh, that, it's, that that you walk that fine line. That the uh, maybe that's if the tamulchachem is machlus kavod. If he's machlus kavod, then absolutely you could be machlus. Then the kavod is machl, but not his bizayon necessarily. What about people who aren't involved in making the spiel? They're just sitting there laughing as they mock the way the Rosh Hashiva walks and the way the Rosh Hashiva talks and the way the Rosh Hashiva eats and the way, right? And the people are just sitting there laughing. So the Gemara Mbab Metziah, Daf says that Rabbi Rabbi Shimon was punished because he heard the bizayon of the Tamil Chachem and he didn't say anything about it. He didn't get up to make a machaa. Now, such a person would probably not be the most popular kid in yeshiva if he gets up at the, uh, the Purim Spiel and he makes a macha, you know, macha for the covenant of the Rebbe, this is terrible. This one. It's not going to win him any popularity contests. But the Gemara says that even the Bizayon is, uh, even the, the, the audience, the listener to, uh, to Bizayon of Tamid Chamin is, uh, is going to be punished. And the Rambam in Hilchus Deus, Parag Gimel, says that this is true of Lashon Hara also. It's worse to lis- listen to Lashon Hara than to tell it in a certain sense. So it's worse to, uh, to see the Bizayon perhaps and not do anything about it than even be the one who's being Mevaza. The second issue is Onas, Devarim, and Halbanas Padim. Right? That you can cause uh, embarrassment to somebody, which is obviously an issue in the Torah. The Torah in Vayikra, Perach HaPeh, Pasuk Yudzayin, says, Losonu Isha Samiso. Gemarim Bavitziah, Daf Nun Chesem Bey, says that that's a reference to not financial corruption, but to over and, and, and overcharging on us mamon, but to verbal abuse. But you know, it's an onas dvarim, and the Gemara says that there is a reason that verbal abuse is worse than financial wrongdoing in a certain sense. First, because when you do something wrong financially to a person, it's against the person's money, but not against the person's goof. Whereas when you do something, when you verbally abuse the person, you hurt a person's feelings, it's against their very core, their very essence. Second of all, money gained through dishonest means can always be returned. The bizarre that a person feels and the embarrassment a person feels can never be returned. It's always going to be there simmering on some level, maybe deep down, but it's always there. Third, the Torah specifically, when it comes to Onaz Dvarim, says, V'yareisa melokecha. Why does it dafka say v'yareisa melokecha? Whenever the Torah says v'yareisa melokecha, it's hinting to us that only HaKadosh Baruch Hu really knows your true kavanos. So although it's true that sometimes it's all in good fun, and the Talmud just wants to, in good fun, you know, poke fun at certain things that go on, but sometimes the Talmud has a gripe and he has something and this is his chance to get back at the Rebbe for what he did that time. This is his chance to get back at the administrator at this one, at that one, for what he did to me. And only HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows. Only HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows a person's true intentions, whether it's really all in good fun, whether it's really all in a tamimistic way or it's not being done in a tamimistic way. Also, we should realize that emotional anguish can be caused even without saying any words, even uh, just by, by looking a certain way, acting a certain way. The term the Mishnah uses to describe Onas Devarim um, is, is, is Onas Devarim, but the, the Torah just says Losonu. It doesn't use the word Devarim. It doesn't have to be about words, and Halbanas Panim certainly doesn't have to be about words. The third problem is a perhaps 
one of the one of the problems that are sometimes overlooked is the damage that it could do to one's reputation or parnasa. I've been in yeshivos where there have been Purim spiels where parents were there and they made fun of Rebbeim in ways that it made it look like about good Rebbeim who were very capable and talented teachers and made it look like because it's so over the top that if I w- didn't know that Rebbe and I just saw that spiel I would say that Rebbe can't teach to save his life. And that Therefore, when all the parents of the yeshiva are there and they see that this is the way they make fun of the Rebbe, next time there, there's any sort of issue, the parent will call the board and say, well, this guy can't teach anyway. You know that... Th- and you don't think of it that way, but it's, uh, it's, it's true. That's the way sometimes things play out. And Kamamish hurt a person's, not only his reputation, his parnasa, could it cost him his job, ultimately, if the, right, the wrong crowd is there. So not only does it depend on who the person you're attacking or making fun of is, how over the top the attacks are, but it also depends on who else is there. Is it people who are going to get it, or people who might not get it and will just see something that will be able to be used as ammunition, perhaps, in a, uh, in a, in a way of getting back at somebody? And that's obviously a very, very problematic thing. Now, certain damages were, were made with on Purim. The Gemara in Sukkot, says that at the end of uh, Sukkot, they took the Esrogim, they would take Miad Shomtim Esrogayim, they would take the, uh, the Esrogim from the children and throw them, right? Uh, so the, uh, and the Ramah says that, you, that you're allowed to steal for Simchas Purim. We said that yesterday. The Ramah says you let us steal temporarily for Simchas Purim, play a practical joke, take someone's iPod and give it back an hour later. Haha, it was funny, it was just for Purim. So that, that we're making with. We're making with things that's enough in Halach and Chosh Mishpah that you're not allowed to do that during the year. But for Simchas Purim, you're allowed to do that. So we have to balance, on the one hand, the serious Yisurim that we might be violating, and on the other hand, the fact that Simchas Purim is a very, such an important ideal that we're making on certain Halachos. As much as Bir Halacha says, be careful to have Marv and Bench, but we're making on certain Halachos of Dinimam. For Simchas Purim, we pointed out we maybe even make on the Isra Raisa of Oyil Pashkev or Simlas Isha for the sake of Simchas Purim. So there is certain leeway when it comes to Simchas Purim, and that leeway is understood. Now, Halach Lamaisa, Ravad Yosef is very, very strongly against it. He thinks it's a terrible thing. Minaka Olam, and I guess by, uh, you know, by allowing it to go on in their yeshivas, many Gedolei Israel have allowed it and have uh, seemingly not had a major problem with it. A couple of guidelines, though, that should be kept in, you know, kept in mind when doing it in order to make sure that we don't violate Siris Yisrael Daraisa is we have to be mindful of the audience that's there. And we should make sure it's not an audience that's not going to get it because if they don't get it, then it's Stam Hezek to, it's, it's, it's Nezek to a person's uh, reputation and to a person's perhaps even Parnasa. We should try to make sure that the victim of the jokes laughs and doesn't cry, <laughs> right? It should be something that the person who's being made fun of is really, in, you know, and he should also be mochel. So we have to walk that line between kavod and bizayon, and uh, you know, sometimes imitating a voice is not a bizayon. If uh, if the person say, on Purim, it wouldn't be a bizayon. The rest of the year might be a bizayon. On Purim, might not be a bizayon if the person is is uh, is, is mocha. I know every time Rav Shechter quotes, not every time, a lot of times Rav Shechter quotes the Rav, he imitates the Rav's accent and his voice. That's just uh, that's it adds a little levity to the uh, to the discussion and to, but uh, that's just the way he says. Oh, so he says that I, I try to do it in the accent also. Okay, so you can you can do that. My father-in-law told me he was in Dr. Shmuel Salvechik's chemistry class in Yeshiva University. Dr. Shmuel Salvechik was the brother of the Rav. 
and the boys were making fun of uh, Dr. Salvechik, the way he spoke with his accent and everything, and he overheard it and he said, how could you make fun of my brother like that? He's a God of Lador. We weren't making fun of him. We we're making fun of you. But the, uh, but, but the, so, you know, within reason, things should be, uh, should, it, there's no reason, I shouldn't say there's no reason. There's plenty of reason to assume that it's a good thing to do and it's good for a lot of Simchas uh, Purim and Achtos of Yeshiva and everything else, but things have to be done with care and within reason. That's the bottom line. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.